Hey, you're listening to The Customer is Never Right, and I'm your host, Marissa Meek. I want to talk to the manager. Happy Monday, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Customer is Never Right. If this is your first time here, welcome. My name is Marissa. Uh, I decided this week we would do a little solo episode. I know last week we got to sit down and kind of talk to Brayden about working on zip lines and massage therapy and all that fun stuff. Absolutely adore that girl and I hope you guys enjoyed our episode. But I decided today... I would just rant for a little bit, so thanks for, you know, sitting down and taking the time to listen to me bitch about things that annoy me. Uh, Yeah, so the topic of today's podcast is one that I think many people can relate to, uh, regardless of where you work, regardless of what industry or field you work in. Even if you don't work, I feel like people (laughs) will be able to relate to this. Um, The podcast title, The Customer is Never Right. So obviously we're here to talk about customers, unruly customers, rude customers, just customers. And so I went around, I asked a few coworkers, I asked a few friends, what in your opinion is the worst type of customer or the worst like group of customers, just a generalized idea of what your least favorite customer looks like. And about 90% of the people that I asked all said Karen. They said, you know, my least favorite group of customers is Karen's. Or I hate when I get a Karen that comes in. And that was kind of the like main adjective that everyone used to describe their least favorite customer was a Karen. And even though the idea of what a Karen is has just like blown up on the internet for the past couple of years, I really kind of just wanted to get an idea of how that term originated. Like when did we start calling bitchy customers Karens? I did some research and... There's not one specific story or event that happened that really like originated this Karen persona. It kind of just like showed up on Reddit one day and the internet popped off. But I feel like when I think about what do I associate a Karen with, it's a middle-aged racist woman, typically female. I think there are technically male Karens, which we'll get into that in a minute, but Typically a Karen, in my opinion, like my assumption would be a middle-aged racist woman um, who demands to speak to the manager in order to belittle the service industry workers and kind of carry out microaggressions to, I don't know, make themselves feel better. But there's always just like some form of entitlement, regardless of the situation. Um, I feel like Karens tend to call the police a lot. Not really sure why. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I I think the best definition as to where it originated from or what a Karen is, um, I found on a BBC article from July of 2020, and it says, Karen has in recent years become a widespread meme referencing a specific type of middle class white woman who exhibits behaviors that stem from privilege. I... Could not agree more with that statement. I think that describes what my perception of a Karen is to a T. 
I feel like most people would agree. But another very just like standard characteristic of a Karen is that signature haircut that you see all over the internet. And it's typically a picture of Kate Goslin from John and Kate Plus 8. If anyone has heard of the show or remembers the show, it was on TLC about this couple that was married and had like a bajillion kids. But it's funny to me that Kate is the one with the haircut that is just being like exploited all over the internet because of that specific haircut. Because I like recently came across a couple TikToks about Kate Goslin or whatever, however you say her last name. And she's a total bitch. Like she is literally the definition of a Karen. She's psycho. And so I think that the stigma based on Kate's haircut is very well-deserved. So I kind of have to preface this by saying I'm not generalizing a group of people. I'm not discriminating against, you know, specific age groups. This isn't me just like ragging on the elderly or that sort of thing. I am not ageist. I love so many elderly people. I think that there are some sweethearts out there. My grandma included. Grandma, if you're listening to this, I love you. Um, I doubt she's listening to this. But surprisingly, I was looking at my analytics for my podcast listeners and like 7% of my listeners are like technically in that baby boomer age range which 7% is a lot higher than I had anticipated. Um, So thanks for listening. If you are still currently listening and you are in that middle-aged baby boomer senior discount age range, I love you. Please don't be mad at me or do whatever. I don't really care. But with that being said, once I started doing my research about what a Karen is, it kind of just like led me down this spiral into just like elderly customers in general. And I'm not saying all of you. So please, if you're getting triggered or you feel offended, maybe it's time to self-reflect. I don't know. But I sort of just like broke down the numbers. So someone who is considered middle-aged is between the ages of 40 and 60. So Karens, who are considered to be middle-aged women, are between those ages. Um, A senior citizen who is eligible for a discount in most states at, like, certain restaurants and different places um, is between the ages of 55 and 60. I don't know how you guys feel about senior discounts, but I did a little bit of digging on that topic as well because I, for many, many years, never understood why elderly senior citizens got a discount. And I used to be, you know, a little naive brained child. And I just like was dumbfounded over the fact that senior citizens get like 10% off of everything just for being old. And I know that nowadays, a lot of companies have kind of gotten rid of the senior discount policy. It's not like required for a company to offer that. But I did a little bit of digging because I was just like, what is the real reason that senior citizens are offered like an extra discount on just like everyday typical things like going out to a restaurant or I've seen, you know, senior citizen discounts at like retail stores, grocery stores, um, just the works. And I could not find one specific reason. Somebody just one day woke up and said, hey, like we're going to start offering senior discounts, which like I said, I'm not 
you know, generalizing or discriminating against like a specific age group, because I do think in life as we age, you know, it comes with more medical conditions, more disabilities. And I think that the elderly should be offered these types of resources. Um, so with that being said, I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but I think it just kind of comes with the territory of when they are expecting this discount, then entitlement sort of shows up in most people's workplace. And by that, I mean at my job, for instance, we don't offer senior discount. Cool, whatever. Not my restaurant. I don't own it. I don't make the rules. But the disgusted, disturbed, pissed off look that older gentlemen and women have when I tell them we don't offer senior discounts It is just like beyond me. It is like I just killed their firstborn child that we cannot offer them an extra 10% off of their meal. And I have mixed feelings because there's like a part of me that's like, yes, you're old and you're frail and you're fragile and you deserve this discount. But do you need to be an asshole about it? Absolutely not. So like I said, I did some digging. I was trying to figure out, you know, what was the reason that senior discounts just sort of became a thing in the U.S. And the only description I really got, and this is just kind of like a ballpark description. I saw this on a few different websites. It just says, after years of hard work and labor, senior discounts can give the older population economic and financial protection as they live the remainder of their years in comfort, security, and dignity. And That was an article written in 2021 on this blog, and it's called SeniorStrong.org. Thank you for that, SeniorStrong.org. And I do agree with this to an extent because a lot of elderly citizens have, you know, gone through many decades dealing with, you know, inflation and the different influx and pricings of different things. But I'm not saying that senior citizens do not deserve a discount. I'm simply just stating that the entitlement and the expectation that everyone and every company needs to go above and beyond and offer these benefits to the elderly is not always necessary, especially when it comes to just receiving like 10% off of your meal at a restaurant. Just little things like that are not worth getting so worked up over. Um, I think it's just like kind of got out of hand in terms of the disrespect and like the anger that comes out of some elderly folks whenever they're not offered the discount or given the discount. And that's kind of where like my frustration lies. So to an extent, like I said, I can agree that maybe a senior discount is well-deserved or necessary. But I think that there's a gray area. Are you going to be an asshole about it or are you just going to be humble and accept it for what it is? Not every company is going to give you a senior discount. But I'm not here to sugarcoat everything because I feel like it's really hard to start a podcast and not offend someone. And I don't really feel like I need to tiptoe around people's feelings all the time. So with that being said, I am not talking about all of the elderly community as a whole. I'm talking specifically about asshole, elderly, Karen, middle-aged, senior discount, privileged, racist customers that interrupt people's workspace with their entitlement. So 
if you're offended by anything that I say during this episode, I mean, you don't have to listen, first of all. But also, maybe if you're feeling guilty, you should self-reflect. Anyway, I do feel like there is this constant judge that, you know, the baby boomer group has over the younger generations just because, you know, we're maybe not as successful or we don't have enough money in retirement. We don't have the types of jobs that they had when they were our age. We're not, you know, establishing families, getting married, having kids at the same age that they did. But something that boomers do not understand is the cost of living and the cost of education back in their day was significantly different than what we're looking at now. And yeah, whatever, I understand it's part of inflation. Minimum wage is the highest it's ever been, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. That's not what this is about. I think what is really frustrating is when you get this like boomer couple coming into your restaurant, they're retired and, you know, they're extremely needy, extremely picky about everything. They're just laughing and talking with their friends about their yacht and their timeshare and their two houses because they're retired so they can frolic and do whatever the hell they want. And then after being the most needy group of people in the restaurant, ask for their senior discount and throw a fit when they don't get it. It's just like really ironic. It's a little weird. As someone who has spent many decades working their ass off and being successful and starting a family and putting money into their retirement, you would think that 10% off of your meal wouldn't be that big of a deal, but to them, it is. So I'm not saying that the elder, that all of the elderly don't deserve a senior discount. I'm saying that the entitlement is fucking real. I think another thing that is kind of become a held standard for younger generations is the pressure to get an education, which I am currently in school. I am not bashing on people that, you know, strive to get an education or want to go to school, but I've just watched younger societies struggle so much because they are in so much student debt. And for me personally, I've got, you know, a good amount of student debt because I went straight from high school to university, which was totally my choice. But at 17 years old, I was so influenced by our school counselor who was very much a boomer. I honestly don't even know if she's alive to this day. That was like 11 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever. She uh, was just like, you have to go to school. You have to go to school. You have to get an education. And it was so just pushed on me. And also by my parents, I wouldn't, consider my parents boomers. I think they're more Gen X-ish. My parents are pretty young, but my grandparents too were just so adamant about like, you have to go to school in order to be successful. And I understand the sentiment, but it's also so shitty just like watching so many students go enroll in a university, fail, or just like not have a desire or drive to continue an education because it's so expensive and it's so unaffordable for most people. And so I think that that's another thing that, you know, Karen's hold against a lot of people in the service industry is the fact that they're working what they consider to be dead end jobs when you're a server or like a retail worker. Um, 
it sucks. It's so sad because I feel like that's where the entitlement comes in. And, you know, they just think they're far more superior and better than class working individuals because they had more affordable college and they were able to graduate and get a better job and pay off their student debt where nowadays university is just so expensive and we're all just kind of like sucked into this education hole because we're being pressured into it and all we really have to show for it is maybe a degree and maybe a possibility of getting an entry-level job that pays like a dollar over minimum wage and I think that's kind of where there's a disconnect between us and the Karens is they have like zero awareness of how much as a society, we've progressed and just moved on from the idea that education is always necessary. I don't know, go to a trade school, go learn a skill. There's so much that you can do now. I think that's a huge misconception that Karens have over like our generation. They just look at us and they're like, you guys waste too much time on your phones and you spend all your money on Starbucks. So that's why you're not a millionaire. But I don't know. I don't know, bitch. I tried college. I tried getting a job in the field that I studied and I wasn't making shit. So stop being a hater, Karen. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I, as a server bartender, have made more money than some of my friends with master's degrees. And I have the flexibility to take time off, go on vacation, and do whatever the hell I want, frolic around the world like these retired folks, um, kind of. Obviously, there's pros and cons in both types of jobs, but education, you know, outside of trade schools is not always necessary. I think Karen needs to put that into perspective before she starts belittling people working in the service industry. Anyway, this whole episode is about, you know, Karen type customers. So, I'll just continue to refer to them as the Karens because I'm not talking about all the elderly. I'm talking about Karen. Fucking Karen. So yeah, I did my research and a Karen is considered to be a middle-aged woman between the ages of 40 and 60. Uh, Senior discounts are usually eligible for people between the ages of 55 and 60. And then baby boomers, as of 2023, they are 57 to 75. So We're kind of talking about this age range of customers. And like I said, not all of them, just most of them. And if anyone's wondering, if you're getting pressed, um, I will also do a whole episode about younger generations as customers too, including teenagers, my second least favorite group. We'll get into that. I kind of want to get into characteristics that Karen type customers don't favor in employees like piercings, tattoos, colored hair, certain clothing. And I know that over time, you know, trends change, things become more professionally acceptable. And I just feel like boomers are so set in their ways that they just like refuse to accept the fact that as a society, we're kind of just moving on from the stigma that having tattoos or piercings or colored hair makes you unprofessional. I think to an extent, I like understand the like need for a company to look professional or appeal to like their clientele base. I don't know. 
I also personally feel like I could not work for a company that cared that much about my fucking tattoos. I don't have any inappropriate tattoos, but I have a few, I have quite a few tattoos. I have a sleeve, I've got a few on my leg, and I do have a hand tattoo. And let me tell you guys, my hand tattoo gets so many comments from older people. I have a tattoo on my hand. It is a cloud with lightning bolts, and there's an eye in the middle of the cloud. Personally, it does not have like a specific meaning to me. I liked the tattoo. I sat with the idea for a while, had my artist draw it up. I love it. That's like really all that I, that's all that I owe to people in terms of the explanation. But so many boomers, especially in my workplace, will like stop me dead in my tracks while I'm trying to work to say, what does your tattoo signify? What does your tattoo represent? What is the meaning behind that? And I recently at my restaurant had this gentleman ask me, he like stopped me and I was like trying to pass out food. And he's like, what does the tattoo on your hand represent? And I kind of was like in a sassy mood that day. And I just looked at him and I said, it just represents that I liked it and I got it. And he looked at me like horrified. He was horrified, which whatever, I don't owe him anything. I'm not expecting him to like my tattoo, but it's like, on my body like he was so pressed about something that doesn't even like affect him in any way but anyways yeah I think that it's really interesting to me just how offended and like repulsed a large portion of boomers and Karens just like hate tattoos and hate colored hair and hate piercings it's like the end of the world to them I remember uh, the waxing center that I worked at there was um, this girl and she was covered like neck down beautiful girl she was awesome amazing waxer also had a ton of piercings and I at the time was working the front desk and there was this older woman who had been like a client there for a long time and her I don't think she even had like a regular waxer she just would see whoever and one day they put her with that girl that was covered in tattoos and she came out I asked her how everything was she was totally fine said it was great you know my eyebrows look great I'm very happy cool job was done really nothing to complain about. She comes in like, I think like three weeks later to get another wax. And she says to us up front, please don't put me with that tattooed girl. And I remember asking her, you know, if she enjoyed her service, if there were any issues. And she said she was fine. Like she didn't complain about anything that day. And you know, we like are supposed to ask like, oh yeah, of course, like, is everything okay? You know, was something wrong? And she literally just said, no, she did a great job. I just don't like all of her tattoos. Bitch, why, why are you even so upset about that? I still don't understand it. She did a great job on your eyebrows and like you just care that much about what's on her skin. I don't know. Since we're on the topic of waxing, though, something that I always found really interesting with my waxing clients, specifically the older ones, is over time, as you get older, your hair follicles change, you know, your skin changes, things change, and your hair just doesn't grow the same, whether it's on your head, on your body, just it's all, it it changes, and genuinely no hate towards this group of women that do this because I do think that waxing is a form of self-care for a lot of women. Uh, 
a lot of older women that would come in and get waxed were just so concerned about their eyebrows very much like oh my gosh like it's been so long and my eyebrows done they're crazy they're caterpillars yada 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 and nine times out of ten these women have no eyebrows they have like two hairs above their eyes but in their mind for some reason they are so convinced that they have these like bushy crazy eyebrows and I just remember you know after the couple of years that I did wax just looking at these women like what are, what are you seeing like I know you're getting older maybe your eyesight is not as good as it used to be but these women were just like really concerned about their bushy eyebrows and I'm like ma'am you don't have eyebrows I mean I would never tell them that because it's just my job to make them look better and I would just you know, go with the motion and put wax on their skin and like wax it off, whatever was there or whatever they thought was there. And they were always so grateful, you know, thank you so much. They look great. They look amazing. And all I can do is just like be happy for them that they're happy because whatever, you know, (laughs) whatever's in your delusional little mind, sweet, sweet Karen. But There are a group of women, though, I would say on the younger side of the spectrum in terms of a Karen, so like between that 40 and 50-ish age, that they will literally murder you if you don't make sure everything is perfect. And I get it. Your eyebrows are so important. They're right there, right above your eyes, you know, especially now a days with like makeup trends and just everything in general like your eyebrows are important they're a very important feature for most people but some of these women would come in immediately pissed and just ready to fucking rage about their eyebrows and a lot of the times their eyebrows aren't even like that great like they barely have any hair to work with or they're just like very much straight basic eyebrows and I can only do so much to the shape of your natural brow I can only do so much with the hair that is there I can't like put more hair there there's not really much that I can do with what you're giving me unfortunately and like the Karen group of customers clients whatever that would come in that just did not understand that they'd be like I want my brows to be fuller I want my brows to look thicker and I'm like girl in the early 2000s, when it was super cool to have thin brows, you overplucked and now they're not growing back. There's literally nothing I can do for you. Literally nothing. And they just like could not accept that. And trying to explain to these women that they don't really have that much eyebrow to work with is like trying to speak to like a two-year-old. They just don't, they don't understand it. You have to repeat yourself and then they start throwing a fit. I had countless times where women would come in with these thin brows and I would say, like I would hold up a mirror and go over the shape of their eyebrow with them and say, hey, this is what we're working with. I can like remove these hairs. I can, you know, not trim your brows so that they do look a little fluffier, but Like I can also show you maybe how to fill them in or make it them look fuller with products. But like in terms of your hair growth, there is nothing I can do. And for some reason that wasn't on them. That was all my fault. I'm a horrible waxer because I cannot put more brow hairs into their skin. You know what? Fuck me. It's fine. I don't care. Probably why I don't wax full time anymore. 
But that is just like a glimpse of Karen's in the waxing industry. Anyway, moving on. Um, I did the other day serve this elderly couple. And let me tell you guys, I've worked in the restaurant industry for over 10 years. Okay. And I've dealt with so many fucking old people, just angry, pissed off, impatient old people. So I really could just like go on and on and on about all of the like shit that they've said or done. But this is just like fresh in my brain. So I kind of just want to get this story out and vent about it while I'm here. I served this couple the other day. They were the first table in the restaurant, first table of my day. And they just really set the tone for how I was feeling. First of all, first time in the restaurant. So, you know, a lot of the times maybe they're hard of hearing or like have not so great eyesight, which is fine. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to like go over things on the menu. And they sit down and order drinks from me. I I think the woman ordered like water and the man ordered coffee. And the older woman just looks at me and says, you're going to have to bring him a lot of sugar. He drinks a lot of sugar with his coffee. And I was like, okay. And when I think a lot, I think like five sugar packets maybe. No. I brought this man, I think like in my little sugar bowl, there was like 10-ish sugars. I drop it off at the table. I come back to the table. All 10 of those wrappers from the sugar were just like ripped up and on the table. And he says, can I get more sugar? This is like an eight ounce coffee cup, mind you. Okay. I did fill it up with coffee. I I like sweep up all of the sugar wrappers onto my tray and I'm like, oh my God, this guy's really asking me for more sugar right now. I bring him more. I think he opened up like five, six, seven more sugar packets. This man had almost 20 sugar packets in his eight ounce cup of fucking coffee. 20. And his wife like giggles and looks at me after like while she's watching me sweep up the sugar wrappers off the table. The guy was a total asshole too. He was just like so blunt and quiet and like literally wanted nothing to do with me. And the wife was just like, ha ha ha, told you he needs lots of sugar. He always puts that much sugar in his coffee every morning. Ma'am, that is not a flex. That is not a flex. Um, I am not going to be giving your husband an award. I literally think that that's fucking disgusting. That's disgusting. I, I don't know. So yeah, that was already just kind of like a little off-putting watching this man put that much sugar in his coffee. And then he wanted a coffee refill. So of course I come over, refill the coffee, bring him 20 more sugars, uses every single one. And I had like made a little joke just cause I was, I'm a happy goofy girl. And I said, oh, (laughs) do you want some coffee with that sugar? Just like hoping maybe I'd get a little laugh out of him. And he just literally stared at me dead into my soul. Yeah, I, he did not think I was funny, but whatever. So the man was just kind of like, I'm going to order a burger, whatever. He orders his burger just like as is, as it comes on the menu. And this woman, holy shit, this woman, I don't know what her name was. Let's call her Nancy. I'm sick of saying Karen. So we're going to call this woman Nancy, which if I had to make a list of like Karen type names, Nancy would be number two. So Nancy, she was sweet, nice lady, so fucking particular and so needy. And okay, 
I am someone that has food allergies. So it is my responsibility as someone with a food allergy to communicate that to my server, to let them know, hey, I'm allergic to this. Can you just make sure it's not in my food? And it's like not anyone's fault other than my own if I don't double check that in the beginning. And so I do take food allergies extremely serious, but I cannot tell you guys how many people in the past have just straight out lied about having a food allergy just because it's like a dietary preference or they don't like something. I'm sorry, it sucks, but you know, ultimately it's your responsibility to let someone know. And in the past, I've worked at restaurants where we serve like salsa and people would just say all the time, like, oh, I am deathly allergic to tomatoes. Do not let there be a single tomato on my plate. And then I would just be watching them like shovel salsa into their mouths. And I would say, hey, you know, the, the, the salsa is like 80% tomato. And a lot of the times they're like, oh, yeah, this is fine. I just can't have like tomatoes, but this is okay. Or I did have a woman one time tell me, I can have cooked tomatoes, but not raw tomatoes. And I don't get it. And I am someone who has food allergies. I'm not just like kind of allergic to something sometimes if it's prepared a specific way. No, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You're either allergic to it and you can't eat it or you're not allergic to it and you're just being an idiot. I've seen that so many times where people just make shit up. And so this woman, back to, you know, that elderly couple that I served, she was like so adamant that she could not have garlic powder or bell peppers or she would die. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack here because I had to like triple check and look at like what seasoning we put on this and what sauce is on this and what's in the sauce and da 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 da. I was like pretty positive that there was no bell pepper in anything. So I just like double checked for her just so to give her the peace of mind. But it's really hard, especially since garlic powder and garlic in general is just so common in so many things. I just couldn't avoid it, unfortunately. And, you know, I was doing my job and being diligent and just making sure I could like provide her with something that didn't have garlic powder. There was um, a, she wanted like a veggie patty or something. We served like veggie, we served veggie burgers where I work. And the veggie patty did not have garlic powder in it, but it had fresh garlic. So I, you know, communicated that to her. Maybe that might not be a good option for you because there is garlic in it. And she says, oh, I can have fresh garlic. I just can't have garlic powder. Make that make sense how okay whatever ma'am fine so she orders the veggie burger and she is like I can't have onions on it I can't have the sauce I can't have anything blah 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 and yeah she's asking a whole shit ton of questions too just to kind of paint the picture for you guys she's asking is this organic is this grass-fed is this cage-free does this have hormones and I work at a place where we're like really clean for the most part that we do have like grass-fed options and there's no like hormones or nitrates in a lot of our stuff so there are a lot of like pretty healthy eaters that enjoy where I work which is great but this woman just like needed to know everything I'm like ma'am you are doing the fucking most right now she changed her order like 50 times 
meanwhile, while this is happening, I'm like getting other tables. Like I have to take care of other tables, not just them. But no, Nancy is like so adamant that I help her and pick something out for her. And I made so many suggestions. And then she would like say no and then explain to me why. And I'm like, I don't care about your dietary restrictions like or the like history behind it. I don't care that when you were four years old, your mom cooked you chicken and blah, blah, blah. Like she started telling me these stories and I'm like, okay, you can't have chicken. Heard. Fine. Whatever. Let's move on. Let's pick something else. And she just like needed my undivided attention. And I'm not here for that. I'm not here to be your little pal and hold your hand. I'm here to serve you food. Anyway, so she ends up ordering this veggie burger with garlic in it, whatever, serve it to her. I've had this veggie burger and I've served this veggie burger to so many people. Never have I once in my time working there heard a single person say that it was spicy. And that is kind of something too that I've noticed with a lot of just like older people that come into the restaurant or just any restaurant in general is they are really cautious about spicy foods. And as someone who's worked in the industry for a long time, I'm always pretty cautious to make sure that spice is like an okay option for them. Because I know that like children and elderly are pretty sensitive to spice because over time things just, they get more sensitive to them. And she takes a bite of this burger and like is freaking out. She's like, this is so spicy. It doesn't say anywhere on the menu that this is spicy. And I'm like, I I had to kind of like argue with her for a second. Like, well, I mean, that's the first time I'm ever hearing that that is spicy. So like, to be fair, it's like not. And I just was like, maybe you have a sensitivity to something. And she's like, there is jalapenos in this. There has to be like chili powder, something. And I just like know for a fact that there was nothing spicy in what I served her, but she was so adamant about it. So I said, all right, you know, no worries. Let's get you something else. So I had to take her food. She like didn't want me to take the plate from in front of her. She was like still eating it for some reason, even though she was bitching about the spice. And in my head, if you're going to eat it, you're going to pay for it. And I could tell that she didn't want to pay for it because she like made a comment about the price or something. And I said, okay, well, let me take this from you and I will get you something else. Because if you don't want to pay for it, you're not eating it. You're going to pay for what you eat. And I'm happy to take this off your bill. But if you want the kitchen to prepare something else for you and you're going to continue to eat that, like I'm charging you for both. Sorry, bitch. I don't feel bad. Anyway, so she ends up ordering a burger with like no seasoning, garlic, bell pepper, whatever, all her her fucking allergies. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm so sorry that like you didn't enjoy this veggie burger. I will ring that in immediately. I'll let them know. It'll be out shortly. I ring in this burger and I look over and Keep in mind, her husband, the one that put 20 sugars in his coffee, he ordered just like a regular burger that like wasn't grass fed, had the sauce on it, had onions on it. And the sauce I know for a fact had garlic powder and the seasoning on the burger has garlic powder unless you like ask them to take it off. She is just gnawing at her husband's burger. She is taking all these bites of his burger. And I'm like, I thought you were allergic to garlic powder. I didn't say that to her, but I said that to my manager and I was just like so distraught over the fact that this woman harassed me 
and made sure that I knew that she would die if there was like a sprinkle of garlic powder on anything that she ate while she is just like consuming half of her husband's burger while she's waiting for hers. Yeah, so that was just like ultimately one of the most annoying tables that I had had that day. Literally, she, I mean, she ended up getting her new burger. She ate it. She was fine. They were happy. And I filled up her husband's coffee again and provided him with another 20 sugars. So, you know, the restaurant's out about 60 sugar packets at this point, but they finished their meal. The woman went on and on and on and on and on about how I'm a great server and I have a great smile and blah, 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 which I appreciate. But they also did not tip me very well and whatever. I personally, like, I don't expect large tips from boomers for a couple reasons. Because in boomer culture, tipping is kind of silly. They don't really believe in it. Uh, We could get into that at a later time, but a lot of boomers were kind of raised in a different type of tipping culture, which I can respect. And I think that they have more of that idea that in order to receive a tip, you have to earn it, which I agree. Absolutely. And I just kind of felt like I went above and beyond for this woman and her sugar craving husband, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, Nancy. Fucking bitch. Anyway, um, (laughs) yeah, so they didn't really tip that well, but she went on and on and on to tell me how great I was. And whenever... It's always like the older people, whenever the older generation stops you and they're like, you were the best server I've ever had. Thank you so much. You made our day. I appreciate the kind words, but like, can you call my mortgage company and explain to them how great I was and maybe convince them to give me a discount on my payment this month? Because as much as I appreciate the kind words, if I've actually gone above and beyond and I was actually that great to you, you know, I do think it's like fair for that love to be reciprocated with a tip, like a better tip, maybe. I don't know. I will say if I am serving a group of people or like a family, whenever the grandpa or like the grandma is like, I want the check, I kind of dread that moment a little bit. Or if like, the like the parent like the younger parent is like I actually want the check a lot of the times I will like try to give it to them instead because they just have like a better idea on how to tip and I mean that in the best way I you know like I've said many times I don't think tipping is like always expected or should be I just think that you know, when you're serving like a large group of people, if you're giving exceptional service, you deserve a tip. And older people don't understand like what that tip looks like. And I think that, you know, younger people do because most younger people have worked in the restaurant industry. But yeah, so if there is like a 35-year-old gentleman and a 70-year-old gentleman arguing over the check, I will most likely give it to the 35-year-old. And sometimes I am disappointed. I'm not saying that it's always the case, but I know that this just comes with like getting older and having different medical conditions, but Karens are always cold, like everywhere they go. And it will be like, I live in Arizona. So for people that aren't from here, aren't familiar with it, I live in like the desert part of Arizona. So it's fucking hot like most of the year. Right now, what is it, January? It's still kind of cold for us, but like we don't get snow and it will be like scorching hot and 
like old people are just always cold. They're always cold. And I know that that's like probably not something that they can control, but I think it's just the behavior that you see from older couples, especially I've noticed they'll come and sit down at a restaurant and immediately you walk up to the table and it's, we need to turn a heater on out here. It is cold. I am freezing. Meanwhile, I'm like running around sweating my freaking ass off because it's just hot everywhere I go. But yeah. And I know that there are like moments where it's the other way around where I know that especially older women during like menopause and such, they get hot flashes, which I feel for you. I definitely do. That will be me one day. I'm going to be a raging hot flash bitch. But like the temperature of the room is so important to Karen's and I mean, obviously you don't want to sit in a restaurant and be completely miserable, but it will be like such a beautiful day or it'll be really nice or a nice temperature in the restaurant. And if you do not turn on that fucking heater, it is the end. Like, where's your manager? Like, we need the heater on. And I cannot tell you guys, there have been days where it's just scorching hot in the restaurant. And for some reason, Karen's body temperature just isn't matching up, unfortunately. So she's not feeling the heat in the restaurant and she's freezing or she's sitting like right under the AC. And I mean, if you're sitting right under the AC, it's easy to like move you, whatever, that's fine. I get that because you have like cold air blowing on you. But there have been women and men that have like stopped me and said, "Where? like we need to turn the air down. It is so cold in here. I am freezing and I've like lied and been like, okay, yeah, we turned it down. Like you should, it should warm up in here in just a minute. And I've like come back and checked on that same table and been like, oh, like, is that better? And they're like, yes, much better. This feels great. I'm not cold anymore. But then I'm like cracking up in my head because we actually did not turn the air down. We're just like playing a little mental game with you. I don't know. Maybe that's fucked up. I don't really care. Same thing with like alcohol, but like I cannot tell you how many times I've had drinks sent back, not just from older people, just people in general, Karens of any age that are like, oh, there's no alcohol in this. And I've brought the drink back to the bar and said, hey, like they claim there's no alcohol in this. And I'll never forget the first time I watched a bartender just like pour the same drink in a different cup and like add more ice and be like, okay, go give this to them. They're not going to tell a difference. And I... We'll never forget like the moment that I watched that tactic work and I was like, this is genius. But yeah, this woman, she was older. She's like, this is awful. There's no alcohol in this. Tell the bartender to make it stronger. Okay, Karen, take her cup. I watched the bartender pour it into another glass and then I gave it to her and she was like much better. (laughs) Takes the first sip and is just mesmerized by how amazing that same fucking margarita was so I think shit like that is so funny um you can literally just like play that type of trick on anyone it's just so silly to me anyway something that Brayden and I talked about last week a lot was uh retail and I've worked in a few different retail stores over the years and I've also been a manager. And so it's really interesting just being like an associate, like entry level retail worker and dealing with customers versus when I was a manager. And the <laughs> the difference in how people talk to you when they know that you're the manager is just, it's interesting. I am sure most people can relate with this, but 
I can like go back and think about one specific Karen. I really hope this woman's name is Karen because she was like definition of a Karen. Uh, had the haircut, looked like a Karen, talked like a Karen. She was the most fucking miserable woman I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with. And the last retail store that I worked at a few years back, I was like a part-time manager there. And I would watch this woman come in like day in and day out and just abuse the shit out of my employees. Like she would just be so rude to them, so condescending, belittle them. And a lot of the times my associates were like 16, 17, 18, like young kids. And they could only handle so much, but this woman would just abuse them because she knew that they wouldn't talk back to her. Absolutely not, Karen, because this woman... I had seen her at other stores within the mall that I worked at just doing the same shit like everywhere she went. She just like really needed her way. She wanted to get like the best deals. She wanted things to be cheap. She wanted discounts, but she just would go about it in like the most evil way. Instead of being an asshole, like just be kind, just be nice. If you're kind or nice, I'm willing to like work with you and try to get you the best deal. This woman would just come in and raise fucking hell. And so anytime she would walk in, I just immediately knew like, okay, I have to deal with this stupid bitch. And she would come in, she had these two daughters and they were just little miniature spawns of her, the devil. And they would come in and they would like come up to the register and check on the price of things. And it was always really chaotic when they came in because they'd have like a handful of shit. And I, one time like scanned a pair of pants for one of the daughters and the daughter looks at me and goes, I don't like the price of that. And I'm like, well, tough fucking shit. I didn't say that, but I wish I did. And the mom, she would like go mom, mom and call for her mom. And then her mom would come and go, what, what's going on? Like all concerned, like she's about to save the day. And she'd be like, I don't like the price of these are too much. And I remember like the tag on the jeans said, I think they said like like $59.99 or something. And so they rang up to be, I think it was like almost 62 bucks or something because tax. And her daughter, I could, her daughter had to have been like 17 years old. But she's like, the, the tag said they were, said they were 59. Like, why are they ringing up for more? And the mom looks at me and is like, can you explain? And I had to explain to this woman that, <laughs> I had to explain to this woman that there's tax added on to that item and like I explained it to her and she's like well I don't understand and I'm like so <laughs> sales tax is a real thing in not only most of the country but the state of Arizona where we live and I showed her like the tag and I even turned my computer screen around and she goes oh okay so it's like sales tax and I said yeah she goes well how do you remove that <laughs> I can't I physically cannot like I wish I could I think tax like paying taxes it sucks whatever we all got to do it and I just will never forget that I had to explain how sales tax worked to a woman who obviously shops quite frequently and I was just like is she an idiot like is she a, I don't know I wonder if this woman's doing well I hope she's not because same woman another story. She came in one day. She purchased, I think like $11 worth of something. She bought like a shirt. Comes back the next day 
And I wasn't there the day that she purchased the shirt, but she comes back the next day and she's with her son. Her son looked maybe to be like mid twenties and she has her receipt. She doesn't have the item, but she has a receipt. And she says, I'm here to get uh, my discount. And I'm like looking at her and I'm like, okay, what discount? Like what's going on? And I'm like always prepared for some bullshit something with this woman. And she says, I asked them for my military discount yesterday and they didn't give it to me. And I was like, okay, well, did you like provide them with your military ID? And she says, well, I'm not in the military, but my son is. And she points at her son and her son is standing there so uncomfortable. Like this guy looks like he wants to run away and never talk to his mom again. And she is like dragging him into the store and she goes, well, my son's in the military. And I just looked at her and I said, okay, well, does he have his military ID? And she goes, yes. And I was like, okay, then like, it shouldn't be a problem then. And I was like, was he with you yesterday? She goes, no, but I told them that he was in the military and they still wouldn't give it to me. (sighs) So I had to explain to her, you are not in the military. Your son is. Therefore, we can give your son a military discount and not you. But I said that to her and then I was like, I'm not even about to get into it with this woman. I'm just going to fucking do what she wants. So I had to take her $11 purchase and go onto the register during like a busy time. It was like before the holidays or something and refund this woman a dollar. I had to refund her a dollar because she got her 10% military discount thanks to her son. And I just will never understand. Keep in mind, this woman has like a massive ring on her finger. She's wearing like really nice clothes. She's got this big ass Louis Vuitton purse. And I'm like, it doesn't look like money is a real issue for you. But God forbid she doesn't get her dollar off of one freaking t-shirt. I whatever. I hate that woman. I hope one day she listens to this and like recognizes this story and realizes that it's about her because I hate her. Okay. So I recently reached out to you guys on Instagram and asked what is one of like the worst encounters you've ever had with uh, like an elderly person in your workplace. And you guys did not disappoint. I got so many really good stories But since we're kind of running out of time, I'm just going to have to save them for another episode. Uh, But I'm going to read this one that was sent to me because this just kind of goes to show that Karens have literally zero filter. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this and has they've probably experienced something along the lines of the no filter Karen. And I just thought this was so fucked up. So I just wanted you guys to hear it. Um, She says, when I was pregnant with our first child, I worked in Scottsdale, which those of you that aren't familiar with Arizona, Scottsdale is like the bougiest entitled part of Arizona. If you're rich and you have money and some type of status, you most likely live in Scottsdale. Um, She says, long story short, an older woman asked something about my husband And I said, oh, we aren't married yet. We've just been together since I was 14. And she says, this bitch comes back and says, well, well, another child to be raised on welfare by God knows who. And she said that she responded with bless your sweet soul. 
and then walked away. And she said that her manager made this woman leave. But I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what gives you the right to just say that to like a random pregnant woman? That's... (laughs) I don't know. That made me like so sad. I'm like, really? There are women walking around just shaming other women, especially pregnant hormonal women. I don't know. I thought that was so fucked. And like I said, I got so many good stories and I want to read them all, but we'll have to have like a whole episode of just like story time, which I think would be super fun. I try to implement my stories throughout the episodes. Uh, So hopefully that's something that you guys enjoy hearing. Uh, I got so much just like positive feedback the past couple weeks about, you know, episodes one and two. And all I can say is I appreciate you guys so much for the feedback, for your kind words. I genuinely just am so shocked by the reaction I got from people. This is just kind of like a little fun project I've been working on for the past couple of years and we're here and I couldn't do it without you guys listening. It's super dope to feel like I'm being heard and I appreciate every single one of you that has made it to the end of this episode. So continue giving me your feedback uh, at the customer is never right Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. I don't post too much but we're working on it. If you've got stories or just anything, you just want to chat, ask questions, whatever, reach out to me on there. Um, But I guess before I leave you guys, I did have a question. I've actually gotten this question quite a few times in the past couple of weeks. And that is, who is the woman who screams, I want to talk to the manager in my intro? And I figured since this is an episode based off of Karens that want to talk to the manager, it's fair that I reveal who it is. And it is my lovely grandmother. Grandma, I don't think she is listening to this, but if you are, just know that I love you. (laughs) I, when I was making my intro for the podcast, I was like, it would be so funny if I had like a woman screaming that she wanted to talk to the manager at the end. And my grandma lives kind of far, so I reached out to my cousin and I asked her, I said, hey, this sounds really weird, but can you ask grandma in like an angry voice to say she wants to talk to the manager? And she delivered. She recorded my grandma. My grandma performed and she sent me that soundbite and I made it part of my intro. And I think it's hilarious because my grandma has like the angriest voice, but she is the sweetest peach under the sun. She's just an angel and I love her and I appreciate her for being a part of my intro. But yeah, so the voice behind my intro is my grandma. Love that woman. And I love all of you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Customers Never Write. Thank you again for listening. And remember, if you hate your job, just fucking quit. Okay, bye. See you next Monday. I want to talk to the manager.